Hello everyone. Given the fact that I've been sticking my neck out and talking about a bunch of controversial subjects lately, I thought that today a good subject would be abortion. For most people, the big question in relation to abortion is, when does life begin? So here is my answer. There is life that is present in everything. There is life that is present even before the physical being is conceived. There must be a flow of consciousness that exists prior to conception. There has to be a flow of consciousness which exists even to attract the cascade of events which goes into the conception and development of a human being. But this is where everything starts to get hazy. Everyone likes a straightforward answer, but this is not how life often works. A sperm is a unit of consciousness that is a projection of the man's desire for the continuation of his perspective. An egg is a unit of consciousness that is a projection of the woman's desire for the continuation of her perspective. Each is seeking unity and creation, and each is a match to the other's desire. There must be consciousness present for conception to occur, but the question is, whose consciousness? The answer is, sometimes the consciousness of the mother, and sometimes the consciousness of a separate, non-physical being. Sometimes the forming of a new, physical, biological human is the byproduct of the mother's energy. The energy and consciousness of the mother is the same energy and consciousness that is creating the physical fetus. And so, for lack of a better way of explaining it, she is pregnant with herself. When this is the case, usually, as the child takes its first breath, that breath is the mutual agreement for the consciousness of a separate eternal being other than the mother to focus its energy and attention into the physical perspective. The baby is now being breathed by its eternal self. That is the time that the separate, first-person perspective of the being that is the baby has been fully activated. Often, but not always, up until this first breath, the potential eternal self has been observing the physical perspective of the fetus more so than it has been participating in the actual physical perspective of the fetus. So it holds a third person rather than a first person perspective relative to the fetus. Therefore, though there is life force present, it could be said that this physical body of the fetus can be seen as more of a potential individual life form because at this time, it is a physical manifestation of the continuation of the mother's energy. However, other times, the intention on behalf of the non-physical being is such that that focus and that intention becomes the focal point which attracts all of the events which are necessary for a physical being and that kind of creation. So it is the focus of another non-physical being that attracts the sperm and the egg, that attracts every necessary condition, and it is that energy which is going into the development of the fetus. So this, this type of life form is more like a co-creation. And when this is the case, the non-physical being whose stream of consciousness is separate from the mother's stream of consciousness is the one which is participating fully in the gestation. Though the mother's body is co-creating the child, the stream of consciousness that is flowing through the fetus is a separate stream of energy from the mother's stream of consciousness. When this is the case, the stream of energy flowing from the non-physical being that has supported and co-created the fetus with the mother merely fully takes over upon first breath. 
So that being said, some beings participate more in the first-person perspective of being inside of the womb and of that entire process which we call development of a human fetus. Because attachment and first-person perspective is a much different perspective than your eternal perspective, a being who has come in in this way, who is actively participating in the first-person perspective of being an embryo in the process of development, this being would have a lot more resistance relative to the idea of being aborted. Usually the level of participation in the physical experience increases as the gestational period goes on. Especially when there's a development of the brain and the nervous system, which is really the manifestation of ego. And ego breeds attachment, and so when that development occurs, if the being is a separate non-physical being which is participating in the first-person perspective of being inside of this fetus, in that perspective, there's going to be a much different experience there relative to the concept of abortion. Because this being will have already attached the idea of a separate ego, and the attachment is going to create a resistance to death. Late-term abortion is experienced differently by the fetus than early-term abortion. The being is reactive to external stimuli at that point, and so late-term abortion is something which it will resist, and resistance leads to pain. Because of this pain, it will not experience the same ease of transition as it would earlier in development, which is why it is always far better, as far as suffering is concerned, for both mother and child to abort early on in the pregnancy if you decide to get an abortion. A being which operates from its non-physical perspective does not hold resistance because that eternal perspective is a non-resistance type of focus. And so there is not as much resistance to the idea of death as there would be in a being which has taken its first breath. The ease of transition will be much increased for a being who is operating from its eternal perspective. Sometimes it is the resistance to pregnancy which brings pregnancy on. Because as we know, any focus against something is focused on the thing that you don't want, and thus it must manifest in your experience. Other times, a child may manifest in response to somebody's true desires, even desires that we are sometimes unaware of. In other words, a child may come in response to so many things you've been consciously or subconsciously asking for. And there are many motives which exist within us that we are not consciously aware of. For example, many couples consciously think that they do not want a baby, but they take no steps to prevent conception with contraception. This is often a contradiction between the consciousness and subconscious wanting that is present within an individual or within a couple's united consciousness. We are creators at heart. The intense alignment which occurs during a passionate interaction which involves intercourse, is a summoning forth of an intense flow of energy. It is an invitation for creation. It is an invitation for new life. We are all here because of intention, and we all have different intentions. I can promise you that a being, if this is a non-physical consciousness, not just the mother's energy that is now creating the physical form of a fetus, if a non-physical entity opts into the experience of coming into a pregnancy where the intention is abortion, I can promise you that that entity knows exactly what it is getting into. It has opted into that experience on purpose because that kind of experience 
gives rise to a ton of expansion, not only for the child, but also for the mother. I can promise you that if it was the full intention of a non-physical being to come into a body which was intended to line up with long-term survival, it would not be a match to even lining up with someone who would consider abortion or who would actually succeed with going through with it. A woman's body is the vortex through which life flows to the infant, to this being. It is always a woman's choice whether she allows or does not allow that being to draw from her life energy. It is always within a woman's capability and choice to decide whether she is going to allow herself to be the vortex through which energy flows to an infant or not. From the standpoint of this universe, no one ever makes a bad decision because every decision leads to more knowing. Every decision leads you to know more of who you really are and what you truly want. So we cannot make an enemy of any decision, even a decision that is as intensely difficult as this one. There is no such thing as a mistake. We can make decisions which do not match our true desires and who we really are, and we learn quickly when we do that. But that is all. It is true that women feel different when they're on their way to the abortion clinic. Some feel much more negative emotion relative to the decision because where they are relative to what they want is different. Our desires change according to our current position and perspective in life. This is why you can never ever find the right decision relative to abortion. You can only ever find your right decision. To assign right or wrong to a concept like abortion, or really any concept at all, is a byproduct of man's disconnected consciousness. It is not an opinion which source or that which you know as God shares. In truth, we like to think that Source or God thinks that abortion is wrong because it makes us so uncomfortable to think of the idea of taking the life of another member of our own race. I would like to point out that those who push against this decision, usually from a religious perspective, quite often hold a double standard. They hold to the idea that the most basic human right is the right to be allowed to live. But many of them are the same people who support the death penalty and support war. And what's more, they fail to recognize the value in all life, not just human life. Most of the people who are anti-abortion hold human life as more sacred than any other form of life, so to many, there is a difference between killing an animal life form for the purpose of consumption and killing a human child before it is allowed to come into the physical experience because it is not wanted. I also want to point out that there is absolutely no validity behind the argument that abortion is going to become a new form of birth control. Though a woman might feel some sensation of relief when a pregnancy is terminated. No woman on this earth is going to rejoice in the fact that her pregnancy has been terminated. Indeed, many never get over the pain of making that very decision. The mother's energy is the energy which is supporting and creating the unborn child, and so, on a spiritual level, aborting a child feels very much like taking your own life. It does not come naturally to any woman to abort a child, even if it is the most downstream and therefore the best option at the time. Another issue which is often related to abortion is contraception. Those who are against abortion argue that God decides when souls are ready to come into a life in the physical, and deciding to prevent life with contraceptives is an act against God's will. I could do an entire video on contraception just by itself. It is an incredibly complex topic. 
even though the human race is not at this point in general now, it is a possibility for you to use your mind to control whether you conceive or don't conceive, or whether you impregnate a woman or not. Also, some methods of contraception are not in line with human well-being. They are very harmful to the human body. But in short, you are an extension of God. You have the right to allow life to flow through you or not. The desire to live your life absent of children can be every bit as pure and as valid a desire as the desire to have them present in your life. You are not denying anything the chance to live a physical life by getting an abortion or by using contraception. And there is no judgment placed on you for making either one of those decisions. Ultimately, nothing is for me to condone or to not condone. It is an individual choice. It is no one's choice but a woman's what she does with her own body. Not even the babies. And a woman who truly intended and wanted to abort a child, and whom found alignment with that desire, could not end up becoming pregnant with a being who intended to live through birth and into adult human life. So she is not actually choosing what the baby will do with its body either. The being is not being denied life by the mother. The being is not inhibited at all. It is not being deprived of the right to live. The death of the fetus is a co-creation, and this energy coming in does not need a particular fetus in order to participate in the physical. The fetus is not disappointed if it is aborted. It will find another way into the physical experience if it is the being's intention. Oftentimes, actually, it will come back to the very same parents. Life is not destroyed. It cannot be destroyed. It only changes forms. If you feel extreme negative emotion relative to the idea of getting an abortion or not getting an abortion, that is always your indication that your eternal self holds a different perspective relative to the decision than the one that you are currently holding at this time. In other words, it holds a different opinion relative to what you really want and who you really are than you do. To do something that you believe is wrong for you to do, whether that is keeping or whether that is aborting a child, is harmful to you personally because the contradicted energy is detrimental to your physical experience. It disallows your well-being. So you cannot think that it is wrong to get an abortion and ever line up with positive results if you do get an abortion. You cannot think that it's the end of your life if you keep a baby and ever line up with positive results if you keep the baby. So if you're pregnant with an unplanned pregnancy, Sit in the idea of the best-case scenario of keeping that child and play that out as far into the future as you can. Spend time in that pure positive alignment relative to the idea of keeping the child for at least a day. Then, think about your life absent of this child. Think about the kind of freedom you would have and the kind of benefit that you can find in not having a child at this time, and play that out as far as you can. Do that for at least a day. And then, look back over both scenarios and try to decide, of the two, which is the most in line with who you really are and what you really want at this time. Which feels better to you at this time? Why does it feel better? Why do you want a child, really? Why do you not want a child, really? Are those reasons good enough reasons to have or not have a child? You may not entirely make up your mind after employing this technique, but the point is, the right decision can only come to you if you're in a space of alignment. So you have to get into alignment with the best case scenario of either option for you to decide which of those two options is the best case scenario for you and the right decision for you.
When you get into alignment first, before making a decision, any decision, especially this kind of a decision, you will be provided with the answer that is in fact the best decision for you, the decision which is in line with your highest good. Once you have done this, line up completely with the decision that you make. Doubt and negative thoughts about any decision that you have already made do nobody any good. All they do is take energy away from the best case scenario. So once you make a decision, find every way that you can to back up that decision and to fully align with the decision that you've made. This will ensure that what you line up with in the future is the best case scenario instead of something which you'll regret for the rest of your life. Have a good week.